everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. I am your host, Camille. I am back from taking a break last week. I It, it wasn't planned. It was just really, really busy week. I didn't record anything. And um, I just, I, it, podcasting wasn't in my mind at all last week. I do have to say... I watch Welcome to Mamas, and I just want to start out by giving my brief thoughts on that movie. And my brief thought on that movie was, it sucked. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry, you guys. That movie was just a really, 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 really weak low point for Hallmark. Um, I didn't feel any chemistry between any of the actors. I couldn't understand the plot. It felt like it was a very generic, someone dies, she gives her family member some kind of inheritance, she updates it and falls in love with a guy who, you know, works with her to improve the place. The only thing really different from Welcome to Mama's than other Hallmark movies with the same plot line was the flashbacks to Mama and her husband who previously owned a restaurant, right? Together. But even that couldn't save the movie. I'm sorry, but there was no link to the storyline currently. Um, The script was weak. There wasn't even talk of food. I was excited about Italian food, but I mean, it was it was just gross. So, yeah, that was my very very brief <laughs> review of Welcome to Mama's. Tell me what you guys think on the comments below if you agree with me about the movie. But yes. So anyway, this comic channel did not release any new movies. They concentrate on the season premiere of My Calls to Heart, starring like Eric Krakow, Chris McNally, Kevin McGarry, Amanda Wong, Viv Lee Cock, Natasha Burnett, um, <coughs> Andrea Brooks, Jack Wagner, it, like a whole lot of people. It is nine seasons long. I think it's one of the longest-running Hallmark series, original series. And I feel like during this season, I should at least review Hallmark episodes, all of the episodes as it comes out. So each week, there will at least be two podcast episodes I will be releasing one which is the review for the movie and one which is a review of the One Calls to Heart episode season nine of the week. Um, there are 12 episodes this season. But um, before talking specifically about the season nine premiere titled In Like a Lion, I want you to give my thoughts on the whole series in February I watched for the first time 
all of season, all of seasons one through eight. I have never seen the show up until season eight. What intrigued me to watching it was the love triangle. I mean, you're talking to a girl who grew up watching Dawson's Creek and Felicity and Gilmore Girls. So love triangles is my thing. So I watched it in season eight having no clue about the background of any of the characters. I did feel lost about any of the storylines at all, which was a good thing. Uh, but yeah, so seasons one through eight came on the Hallmark Movies Now app in February, and I got to watch all of it. Um, my thoughts on the show as a whole was, it's pretty good. I mean, I understand why it lasted eight seasons, now nine. Um, the, the, what I saw the first season, it was beautiful. I was cheering on for this town. I mean, I can't, they lost all of the men in Hope, Coal Valley. Right, it was originally called Cold Valley, due a due to a mining accident. All the women, most of them, are widows. That's all that's left in the town, right? And Elizabeth comes into a carriage to teach their children, and they had just this is a town of grieving widows and kids who are still fresh from losing their husbands and sons. Um, at a body accident. I have to say the first episode, first season stood out for me. Um, I cried. <laughs> there were so many moments where I cried. One of them was when the widows were about to lose their home and the coal mining people were like, okay, fine, if you can clear out this shaft here, you can then stay. And all of the widows went and started cleaning the mine shaft. There was a point, there was a time where like, the rocks fell or whatever, and so they had, they were about to give up and say, you know what, I can like leave. Valley, I'll be fine. But um, Abigail, who is played by Lori Laughlin, you know, went back to the shaft and was like, no, we're going to do this because I want to stay. And I boohooed like a baby when it wasn't just the widows going to clear the shaft. It was all of the women in town who stepped up to help and it was such a beautiful sight and I cried I felt the community and I felt women empowerment I felt the strength I have to say that after season one it, the other seasons kind of blended together like if you were to ask me what happened in season two or season three or season four I would tell you I don't remember <laughs> Um, just I know that 
Caesar four, I think. Elizabeth spent half of the season in Hamilton, not in her, you know, precious home at Coe Valley, which Hope Valley, which didn't make any sense to me. Um, season two was um, the trial with the mining accidents and um, meeting Rosemary. Season three, we got to meet Lee, which, and I swear, Lee and Rosemary watching their love story from the beginning became my favorite couple <laughs> on this show. Um, they, they were number one even when Jack and Elizabeth were courting and stuff. It was just, they were my favorite couple from the beginning. Rosemary has so much personality and Lee balances her and she's, they're just perfect. He lets her be who she is and he, she lets him be who he is. They're just a very supportive couple kind of thing and that's why I love them. Season five, for s most of the season, Jack wasn't on the show at all, which people have told me is because Daniel Lissing wanted to do other things. And so he wasn't on my cause the heart most of the time. He was only there for like three episodes <laughs> uh, when he married Elizabeth the Christmas special in like one right after the wedding episode. He wasn't even there for when he died, you know, but I have to say Elizabeth's grief, her sadness and her tears and her like heartbreak when she finds out Jack died was peak acting performance for Eric Craig Howe. I love that scene. It broke my heart. Season six through eight, we did get to meet Nathan and Lucas. Um, that's the love triangle <laughs> that intrigued me and started me watching season eight. Now, someone had asked me, um, so Watching it through again, did you see the chemistry between Lucas and Elizabeth from the beginning? And I said, yeah, I did. Um, there was banter and laughter and joy and uh, happiness in their interaction from the beginning. There was no tension. He teased her. She teased him. There was a scene where he... taught Allie, Nathan's niece, some card trick, and she got mad at him, you know, at the bar or whatever, for teaching him the card, teach, for teaching the Allie the card trick. And I thought that was just indicative of their relationship, was just push and pull, a little bit of teasing, uh, challenging or whatever. So I did not get any of that from Elizabeth and Nathan. Elizabeth and Nathan kind of connected through Allie as a teacher and parent of a student does. Um, I did not 
feel the sparks between Nathan and Elizabeth that people keep talking about. So that's my thoughts on it. I am very, very happy that Lucas was the end game for Elizabeth. So now we are talking about season nine, episode one called In Like a Lion. It premiered this past Sunday. There are some new characters that were introduced in this episode, and there is a farewell of some old characters. First um, character introduction was with Meisu, who is played by Amanda Wong. Her introduction to the cast was announced um, earlier this year, so it wasn't a surprise. There was a lot of speculation on whether or not she would be Nathan's love interest, what her storyline is, and let's just say by the end of this episode, we're, she's pretty much the main, talk, main topic of the episode of, like, who is Mace So? How did she... Why is she separated from her husband? What's her backstory? The, um, this episode was also where we find out that Jesse and Clara are no longer in Hope Valley. They found a town. They found a. a they have a homestead now in Montana, so we won't be seeing them anymore at Hope Valley. Carson is also in medical suit. He is doing his residency or whatever in the United States as was talked about in the season 8 finale. So those three characters aren't on the show. Um, we don't know if Carson will be back. There are, there were talks of Paul Green being back on the show in season 9 but no guarantee. Anyway, the setting of the season ad premiere was a couple of months after the bridge kiss. Elizabeth had gone to Hamilton with to visit her family, her mom, dad, sister, with little Jack, and she is coming back. You and uh, I love the fact that Lucas and Elizabeth are kissing. <laughs> They're affectionate, and there's PDA, and there's laughter, and there's no shyness between them, no uncomfortability. Um, Elizabeth and Lucas are, and little Jack are their own little family now, and Lucas, like, for the first time in three seasons, finally entered Elizabeth's house because the biggest critique from many when caused the heart fans was that Lucas never entered her house even though him fi fixing her clock you know got on my nerves because okay, like 
Yo, don't go into anybody's house and try to fix things, okay? A little invasive, especially without the permission of, you know, the owner of the house. Like, that is just wrong. Don't ever do that. Also, we got to see that Lucas and little Jack had a little interaction. He called her. Lucas had called little Jack buddy. <laughs> and made note that Luke, that he is too big to be called little Jack. Which we should also talk about the fact that um, little Jack was recasted. He was recasted by to be played by Howard Goodrich. He's a little bit older than the original Jack, the Taylor Twins. And I think it's a great thing because when Jack was played by the Taylor Twins, he was quieter. He didn't hear much of Jack talking. Um, Highland seems to be more talkative. <laughs> Howard's version of Jack is, seems to be more talkative and more comfortable and stuff. So I really approve of this recasting um, anyway Elizabeth and Jack are happy they're in their town and Elizabeth is happy with Lucas they're still very romantic he took her out on a balloon date which we will be talking about later um, the other person in their triangle Nathan seems to be back onto his Mounties duties. Bill had told him that he needs to learn how to drive because now Mounties need to, have, it's been passed out from like the main, the top office that Mounties need to drive cars. So this leads to the awkward situation where he goes up to Elizabeth and it's like, hey, I need to learn how to drive. Can you ask Lucas to teach me? I, I mean, I get it that he might feel awkward for asking Lucas to teach him how to drive, but I mean, it is probably just as awkward for to ask Elizabeth that that's weird that was Nathan being man and go and you know ask this yourself let's jump ahead to Meso Meso um, is played again by Amanda Wong we I didn't really have a clue what her story was gonna be um, there was speculation that she will be Nathan's love interest to be honest with you, I didn't see much chemistry between her and Nathan. Hopefully that changes. <laughs> there were only two, no, three real interactions with May and Nathan. Um, one was when May rode into town speeding on her horse. Um, uh, the second time was when they met at Queen of Hearts. She was staying in the it room, one of the rooms above the Queen of Hearts. 
and the third time was when they were at the ice med and flows ice cream shop newly opened ice cream shop there was a little bit more chemistry i felt when they met at the chemistry shop where he where she recommended honey vanilla ice cream and stuff but i don't know i didn't feel anything romantic it's just the first episode so you never know right I do have to say though, the biggest takeaway from May was not whether or not her and Nathan was going to be a thing. It was, who is she? <laughs> May comes into town. She's supposed to work, I guess, with Ned and Flo. Ned had been looking for a pharmacist to for his new pharmacist slash ice cream shop that he him and Flo were gonna open. Faith had recommended May's husband, right? Or so she thought her husband say it was Jeffrey Lewis. When May finally meets Ned, she tells him that the person you've been corresponding was not Ash, was not Jeff. It was her, and she was like, "Oh, Faith knows me. You know, she'll have my back or whatever." But Faith didn't know that May was coming to town either. She had recommended Jeffrey to the Yost, not May. So, like, May kind of threw her under the bus with that. Uh, May, I guess, knows Faith through schooling or whatever. But, and she asked Faith for, like, hey, back me up on this. I need this job or whatever. May kind of avoided any topic of her and Jeffrey, like, are you guys married? What's going on? Which left me scratching my head, like, okay, so what happened to this husband? What is May's backstory? I don't know. To personally, my opinion, and I, it seems like she's running away from a situation. I would think that she is running away from a domestic violence situation, which might be very heavy <laughs> for a Hallmark series, but I also think that that's exactly what it is. You're supposed to, you know, they touched upon racism last season. They could touch upon domestic violence this season. Um, anyway, those are the big main storylines of this episode. Some smaller, minor storylines. Floyo again opened up their pharmacy slash 
ice cream shop. I really liked the dance that they did. It was very reminiscent of like the soda pop sh dances kind of thing. It's really cute, really sweet. The opening, the business, the shop, the pharmacy is in the same place as where the dress shop used to be. Remember Daddy's dress shop? In season eight was sold. That was what's going on. Uh, Rosemary had started the Valley Voice newspaper. And so fled Flo and Ned. Why did I say fled? That was just bad. <laughs> Flo and Ned kind of bought it and opened up the ice cream shop, which is cool. I liked it. I thought that, again, I can't wait to see the shop open. I can't wait to see what happens with May. I hope that they keep, it seems like they keep May. We do see her husband later in the season um, with Jeffrey Lewis. So we will be exploring May's past later in the season. That's going to be fun. Um, another minor storyline is the mayoral race. Bill. Lee. And Hickam. Are all at the mayoral race. It seems like the top two candidates. Are Bill and Lee. Hickam is so funny. Because his campaign. Slogans. They, somebody drew a mustache on him. Poor guy. That is so cute um so that's still going on rosemary and me are still perfectly together the campfields they're they're um joseph is still the pastor mimi minnie is working at abigail's cafe still working there but yeah that's that's their storyline. Um, Allie is currently with her grandparents, so she did not make an appearance in this episode. The other storyline is that the oil business. Lucas was working, looking to do business with uh, this guy named Jerome, Jerome Smith. He and Henry have a past which Lucas did not know. Jerome and Henry used to work for together for at the Pacific Mining Company, like a throwback to season one. They're the company that, you know, we find out later were responsible pretty much for killing all of the men in Coal Valley. Um, we don't know what Jerome's position was in that company but looks like Henry did not like him <laughs> so by the end of the episode though Lucas tells Elizabeth I'm gonna sell my shares and I'm going out of the oil business he's not gonna take a partner but he's gonna say instead sell his shares and just stay with older of Queen of Hearts. Uh, there is a balloon that also came to town. Air balloon. And uh, 
at the end of the episode, Lucas and Elizabeth ride the balloon, right? And this is like all of the promos for season nine. I mean, anytime you see a commercial of <laughs> White Claws the Heart, it was literally this scene where they go up to the under balloons. But I do have to say, <laughs> I don't think anybody else has noticed this, but it reminded me very much of the movie Titanic, where, you know, they go on the prow of the ship, he tells her, he has her close her eyes, and he goes, do you trust me, or whatever, so has her, yeah, it was very much Titanic scene. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I like this Caesar premiere. I, it was a good Caesar premiere. I liked that it kind of told you what happened since season eight ended. There was progression in everyone's lives. You know, no, nobody's stagnant. Um, but I have to say, season it was boring. <laughs> it was a bit slow. Um, I was disappointed, really that we didn't get to see, I don't know, I guess I was hoping to see a flashback of Lucas and Elizabeth returning to town from their bridge scene or the library or something, or I don't know. I, I was expecting some, a better recall to the season eight finale, since we all love season eight finale so much, at least Team Lucas did. <laughs> there are many Team Nathan fans who are still bitter about it. I like that each characters all had, you know, moved on, I guess. Um, the star of the episode, in my opinion, was Mei Su. I, she left me intrigued. She left me wondering what her backstory is. Um, she left me wanting to know who she is. And that's what you want for any new characters. Um, favorite scene? Well, where do I start? I loved Floyo's dance. I thought that was so, so, so cute. I liked anything with little Jack. I, th I think um, Howard Goodrich is such a cute little star. I, he's just adorable. I can't wait to see more of him this episode. It was great to see the kids come back. There was a lot of them that wasn't on the show last season due to the fact of COVID. So we got to see Elizabeth actually be a teacher to more students, to the students um, this episode. I'm hoping that we get to see her again be teacher. But I am curious, yeah, because the whole superintendent thing was how season eight ended. I wonder, I wish they had sort of addressed what kind of changes went on in the school, but it didn't look like there were any changes or whatever. I guess we'll find out 
as the season progresses. But yeah, I would probably give this episode three stars. It was okay. It was okay. <laughs> uh, so next week is the newest Hallmark movie is called Feeling Butterflies, which stars two by Cause the Heart actors and real life couple. Kayla Wallace, who plays Fiona, and Kevin McGarry, who plays Nathan. Hallmark Movies So Mysteries also have a new movie called Presence of Love, starring Eloise Mumford and Julian Morris. I can't wait to see that movie either. Um, and also on Sunday, they have a new episode of what calls the heart is the episode two called Out Like a Lamb. That's the episode title is Out Like a Lamb. We saw the preview for it. Seems like Nathan got into a car accident. He, at the end of season one, I mean, at the end of episode one, he was riding on a horse. Um, there was another car coming and he didn't see it or he didn't swear fast enough. The car hit him. The preview for episode two, it looks like Nathan is suffering from memory loss. So that seems interesting. Hope he c comes out of that. So next week there will be two episodes again. Uh, there might be three, depending on if I. There might be three, depending on if I get one of the actors of Feeling Butterflies on the podcast. Anyway, talk to you guys later. See you next week. Bye.